podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scout. As we use the international break to take stock, look ahead to Fantasy Premier League Game Week 5 and try and pinpoint those under-the-radar gems to help you climb up the rankings. We'll do this via the goals and assists imminent tables, which use the Fantasy Football Scout members area stats to try and predict future returns. We'll see how we got on last week. We'll review the latest stats ahead of game week five and we'll see how our teams got on in game week four. Um, and also our early transfer thoughts, maybe some injuries in international break will change our minds for, um, uh, with those initial thoughts. Um, uh, mine certainly have uh, what, just uh, while we're preparing to go on air. Um, in addition, we'll take any questions at the end of the stream. So have a think about those, uh, those in the live chat um, and post your questions in the live chat at the end. My name is Joe, and joining me to unearth some under-the-radar gems is Tom Freeman, Fantasy Football Scouts Deputy Editor. Tom, welcome. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks, Joe. A um, bit quieter than usual this week with the international break, which is which is nice, actually. It gives us a chance to kind of reflect on the first four game weeks and then now look ahead to the kind of the next phase. I think the next international mm-hmm. break is game week nine. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure where I'm going to go with my team this week. Okay. So hoping to find some inspiration on this stream. OK, um, just um, welcome those who join us in the live chat. Before I welcome you all by name, um, I just want to alert you. Uh, we had a few comments about Tom's microphone in the last uh, episode. He is um, due to get a new microphone. It wasn't uh, it didn't arrive in time for today's show, but it will be next week. So we're going to have a goals imminent as well. Um, show next week ahead of game week five we'll have much firmer plans for what we're doing after the international break uh, the international matches are finished um, and um, also we'll have some more stats with you we'll probably bring back some of the ultimate differential stats as well also my mic um, uh, sort of broke just before we came on air so hopefully that holds up um, the little lead at the back um, has sort of snapped a bit so hopefully uh, there so if I do go silent at all do let me know and I'll try and jiggle the microphone lead in um, there. Um, OK, um, let's just crack on. Um, uh, welcome, uh, welcoming everyone into the chat. So Gary, Brian, Charlie, uh, G-E-F-P-L. Leo is good. Um, G-Wiz and many more. Thanks for joining us. Uh, do press that like button. Do have a think of some questions towards the end. Um, when we sort of we'll, we'll sort of have a look back at our game week four a bit towards the end and look ahead to game week five and... Um, uh, leave some questions there. Leave a question mark as well so we can see them uh, clearly. Um, OK, um, so it was you and David last week. And um, well, in my absence, you did rather well. <laughs> so we'll put the goals <laughs> imminent table that you put on. Uh, well, I'll put the mm. names up and see how they get on. Um, Watkins, blank. Mm, Neil Mapay. Well, you know, he's going to blank, obviously. Um, uh, Fernandez uh, blanked for Chelsea. Uh, and then we got we I was last time I was on I was mocked for touting Wolves players, Kuna uh, goal, Eze at Palace goal, Bruno Fernandez blank, Neto another Wolves player, uh, we were mocked for uh, two assists, a year too late I think for our teams, um, Jackson uh, blanked famously because mm-hmm. he's in many teams, um, Silver blanked sadly for Wolves. And Rashford got a goal as well. So we've got one, two, we've got five, five returns. Um, I know a couple of those are assists, but five returns out of those. So, um, yeah, of all of those names there, I mean, who, who was unlucky <laughs> not to score and who's justifiably a blank? Um, let's have a look. Well, 
Jackson, I mean, I don't think you can say he was unlucky. Um, you know, he had a great chance, didn't he, towards the end of the game, which mm. was from a Sterling cutback, I think, which he which he blazed over. I think he's been sold by 200,000 managers since since that match now. So people are losing faith in him. I think the fact he got another yellow card didn't help. Um, but he's just looking that bit of lacking that bit of composure at the moment, isn't he? Um, I think his goal conversion rate is six point seven percent this year. Yeah. Um, last year in La Liga, funnily enough, I think it was just over twenty nine percent. But it's obviously that that was, he hasn't played that many matches at, at the top level, and we're still kind of figuring out about Jackson. Personally, I think we've probably got to keep the faith a little bit longer, just given the fixtures that Chelsea have got. They've still got four good fixtures against poor defences coming up, mm-hmm. or reasonably poor defences. And so, yeah, I mean, he's the kind of the standout name on there. Yeah. Um, I think Enzo in the same match as well. Um, he had a few shots in that one. He created quite a few chances. He was probably their best player. Um, but a lot of his efforts were from range. They were from outside the box, I think, all four of them, actually. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but this, I mean, the, the table obviously mm-hmm. did very well last week with um, yeah. with the Wolves players coming in. Rashford mm-hmm. um, against Man United. We, we thought once he's back on the left, he would pose more of a goal threat. And um, that's exactly what he did. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to see. I like to see the Wolves players there because they're exactly the sorts of players that you put you put up on these tables and everyone laughs. Um, but then look at them. Um, now, I'm not saying people should immediately invest in Wolves players because you've got to look at long-term fixtures and and, and who they're playing against, uh, You know whether they're likely to replicate that. But it shows that in certain types of matches, they could be handy enablers. So I'm quite pleased with those. Um, a lot of people, uh, Bruno Fernandes has gone down in price um, overnight. Um, surprised me. Um, Manchester United have got some of the best fixtures coming up in the short term, next four or five game well three or four game weeks um and he looks looks uh, prime for points hopefully um so um and we saw that those who jettisoned rashford the week before um they yeah. were um you know i hesitate to use the word punish but it was a good match for him um yeah i think fernandez definitely had an off day i don't think he was very good at arsenal at all no. but i think over the first three games he has looked good. You know, you look at his underlying numbers, they're all really positive. And I think the one kind of promising thing from that match was Hoyland coming off the bench. Yeah. Because I thought he, you know, his physicality, his hold-up play was really good. He's only played 20 minutes or so for them. Yeah. So I think if you're a Fernandez and Rashford owner like me, after the Brighton game, the fixtures obviously get really good again. So, um, yeah, I'm content to keep both for now. Yeah, definitely. Um, I uh, missed out on some points. I went for Sterling um, uh, yeah. and I got rid of Martinelli because um, I just looked at long term fixtures. I didn't want double Arsenal attack in the next few, but I thought I could probably do Manchester United double attack for a little while. But one of those will, yeah. will possibly go, possibly go at some point. But yeah, I'm happy to hold mm-hmm. it at the moment. But yeah, Martinelli, by coincidence, had one of his best games. Um, but um, and Jesus and Jesus is back yeah. now, isn't he? And back yeah. on the score sheet, yeah. and that normally mm. signals an upturn in output from Martinelli. Yeah. But um, it is it is hard to hold two Arsenal midfielders right now yeah. because the fixture that given Spurs, who have got Sheffield United next, mm. and um, Chelsea are still on this good run. Man United's good fixture. It's, it's hard to yeah. fit everybody in, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I felt I felt safe, even though you know it, it, I thought there might be goals in this game. I felt safe mm. with Martinelli not getting a haul because he was up against Wamba. Saka, who yep. I, rem- I frequently remember last season 
got the better of very good players on the left. Um, yeah. I remember Matoma in particular um, suddenly looked bang average against Manchester United. Yeah. Looked great before, great afterwards. Wan-Bissaka just got the better of him. And I think Wan-Bissaka probably helped Martinelli not get so many points um, that, yeah. way, uh, that way around. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I, I saw Odegaard at the weekend yeah. and obviously he, pop, he popped up with the goal and um, yeah. you look back on it and you think, did I need to make that move? Well, but we, we sometimes play the fixtures, don't we? Yeah. And um, that's just the way it goes sometimes. I think if you went for a Chelsea, you know, a Sterling, um, Madison, you know, these players that have got reasonable fixtures, good form, um, then, um, you know, it, it's one of these things we do. But yeah, that's that's FPL, isn't it? You're always going to remove players and score points yeah. as part of it. And the, the winning FPL is all about timing that right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's have a look at the assists imminent table. More success. So we've got one uh, for, well, on the goal front, just two assists. I say just two assists. It's pretty good from the 10 names. But mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, five goals and two assists. I mean, this is really good. So on the assist imminent table... Uh, last week, we said Saka would get Saka would get assist, and he did. Gross didn't, um, not for want of trying. Bernardo Fernandez um, was probably asked to do probably a bit more with Ericsson in the side. Maybe I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Manchester United fans might better tell me um, a bit more about that. But yeah, we've spoken about Fernandez. Uh, Jensen got a goal. We put it on the assist imminent table. Was it got a goal for Bournemouth? Uh, Enzo Fernandez. We've spoken about this assist imminent. Son. Um, with three goals. Now, if we'd have known that he was going to play up front, then that probably wouldn't be drastically surprising. Um, but the fact he was playing up front, it just shows. Um, can you see a, him playing Richarlison as a striker again? <laughs> he does like Richarlison, um, but it's going to be hard to drop Son from that role mm-hmm. after a hand, hat trick. But you have got, got versatile forwards there. I mean, Richarlison can play where Solomon played. He can play on the left if he wants to keep mm. Son there. He's got Brennan Johnson who can play in all across the front line there. Um, I think the makeup of their attack could kind of vary depending on the opponent going forward. I think Postacoglu is somebody who might move things around a little bit. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that Son looks so much better as a striker than he does as a winger yeah. because he's been really, really wide in the previous games. I think he had three shots in the mm. box in the first three game weeks. So predicting a haul here was very hard to call. Um, I think Neil Adam is put it to line up that he was going to play mm. through the middle. Um, so some people okay. who, did, who did make that move, they might have been basing mm. it on that. I read that game completely wrong. I thought that all the, having watched Villa against Burnley the weekend before, I thought most of our threat came from the wide areas. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about Son last week, but as a wide player, um, thinking, oh, we might get some joy there, but it was actually through the middle. Um, it shows that it's very hard to read games this early in the season with, with yeah. limited data and teams are still settling. Burnley have got an influx of new players. But um, yeah, I mean, fixtures, good Sheffield United game mm-hmm. for them next, isn't there? And then they've got, um, I think it's Arsenal and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably not going to go there. I'm going to leave it for probably three weeks and then okay. have another look in game week eight. But I can okay. see why people are intrigued by it. Are you tempted at all, Joe? Uh, by Son? Uh, yeah, I could be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I've got yeah. myself, um, yeah, I've got lots lots of money in my midfield and I've got 1.2 million in the bank, um, which was another factor in why I, I um, uh, moved uh, Martinelli down to Sterling because I just wanted to get a little bit more money um, to, for this kind of thing. 
Um, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I can easily afford Son, but I want to wait. I saw people, lots of people have, you know, he's gone up in price. Lots of people have got him already. I mean, I think that's crazy. I've been talking a lot on social media about uh, early price moves, and um, yeah, he's everyone. Well, half our team, you know, most good players are playing, um, you know, for their country. Son is playing, you know, for his country. He's a pivotal player there i yeah. mean what if he gets injured what if he just comes back completely knackered and um, we've got all these other players yeah. in south america as well i can't remember who's playing in bolivia a million feet above sea level or something like that and i'm well, not just sure. just going just going back to son i mean i think he's got i think he plays twice or he should play twice so mm. you've got to get through 180 minutes now yeah. both of the games um a uk based he's got he's playing against wales at the millennium stadium and then i think i think even the game against saudi arabia i think it's at st james's park yeah so he hasn't got the travel but he's still got to get through two games and mm. he's a player, player that obviously has picked up knocks in the past mm. i think given i mean we've already we'll talk about it later we've already seen um evan ferguson pull out mm. we've seen Trent alexander arnold pull out we've seen jack grealish pull out of internationals mm. i think it's too risky down early personally and it, for, for my approach mm. It's it's definitely a wait and see because there's a big injury to one of your players. It completely changes the dynamic and the the thought process about what you're going to do. So um, I'm happy. I don't don't think the the price changes will be that volatile either. I think it will settle down a bit now. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then maybe pick up again maybe next Thursday, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, given what you were saying, you know, that, that uh, Newcastle game, that Saudi Arabia game, international game. I mean, I think just people are losing their heads over this game. Son in, um, you know, mm. they're just gonna they're gonna get caught out. I think uh, by mm. that. Um, and uh, as, as Dennis Robertson says in the live chat, uh, you tell them, Joe, um, utter madness doing transfers early. I do think there is exceptions to it. If you desperately want that player and you haven't got enough money and you're going to be priced out of that move and you desperately want to do it and you want to run that risk, just do that. But people are doing it to catch the price rise because they think they might need it later. Last season, we didn't. And we had loads more premiums. We had Kane in the team. This season, we've only got two. Salah uh, is... is, We might only have one. We might only have one because Salah (laughs) is is subject to a a reported £215 million bid. Which will certainly... I thought you were going to say billion then. Billion? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, it's going to certainly test Liverpool's resolve Yeah, yeah. for, for a player yeah. you know, like that. So, And they've got to certainly... Mm. Their owners might decide they have attackers. I mean, Salah, I mean, is he replaceable? Of course he isn't. But 215 million is pretty hefty. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, massive. It, I mean, I've, I've tinkered. I don't, need, I don't want to wildcard now. And I, but I have experimented looking at what potential wildcard in game week nine and uh, yeah. i can easily get salah and harland um, because you've got yeah. all these bargain players i mean and another one archer's just uh, emerged as well 4.5 if he goes up 0.2.3 still still affordable but um yeah anyway uh that, that was my thoughts on it lots of people disagree it's very yeah. divisive uh, as i found out yeah well, and I- I think as well it depends if you're just in a regular game week yeah, yeah. And, you, and you've got but if you've got two transfers then mm. and your team is looking good and you make the transfer and then you've mm. got one back for an emergency but the international break is different for me yeah um because you've got all these players flying all over the world yeah. and a lot can happen and that's why i don't feel so comfortable with two weeks yeah. and so many games all over the world no. um some people will risk it and get away with it others will risk it and probably get Learn a bit by it. That's the that's the risk you take, isn't um, it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, most of us have a good 
are not a good bench in terms of all the players, but they've got at least the first sub is good. You, you've got the likes yeah. of Archer there. Or you might have, um, say, for example, uh, Bayer at Burnley's four million um, plays Nottingham Forest. Now, Nottingham Forest are definitely better this season, I think. But yeah. you know, there's still a possibility of a clean sheet there. It's, it's not totally out of, out of the blue. Um, so, you know, there, there is plenty of good value to be had there for our benches. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, so did pretty well. So will we do well this time around? So it's early days. I mean, half these players are probably going to get injured during the international break. Um, <laughs> but this is the uh, goals imminent table for game week five. So hold on to your hats. Here are the players. So uh, Jackson is now I'm going to start with him. He is top here. Um, now he's had seven big chances and a lot of people will go, Ooh, look at ooh, look at his XGR. Ooh, isn't that great? But six chances missed. So, but she, he's had all those chances and he's fluffed a lot of them bar one. Um, mm. And that was... He couldn't miss that one, could he? No, really. No, um, oh, I thought he couldn't miss this, uh, get me a lovely Sterling <laughs> assist, but he didn't. Um, mm-hmm. He's had five shots on target. Well, that's not bad. But when you look, he's had 15 shots, 14 inside the box. Um, he was expected to score at least two more goals than he has. Um, I, because I'm not familiar with him, he hasn't got years of Premier League experience. He's not, it's not like sort of players you would look at, like say Watkins, for example. If I saw these stats with Watkins um, or, um, you know, just, you know, uh, 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 Gabriel Jesus or someone like that, someone who's got a pedigree as an FPL asset, I would go fair enough. But um, I mean, this guy could be a Nathan Redmond. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, what, what's your take? Redmond yeah. or Ibrahimovic? <laughs> well, can, can we go somewhere in the middle? Um, He's in the middle, definitely. He's definitely in the yeah. middle. <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's one of those where we made a decision, or I did in game week one to get him, and we didn't really have loads to go off. I thought he looked pretty good in pre-season. He scored a few goals. From I didn't watch Villarreal last year, but from looking at scout reports... Um, that, that I think Mark in the office wrote stats and stuff like that. And it all seemed, you know, you're wary of the sample size with this because he hasn't, like you say, he hasn't got two or three years which we can kind of gauge his impact yeah. on. It's quite a short burst of scoring. A lot of the Villarreal fans, I actually was looking into it earlier this week and they they said before this run of goals last year, He's he's showing what a lot of people are thinking now, where his first touch isn't great. He's yeah. um, he, he's not composed. Mm. I'm willing to give it give it Bournemouth, Villa, Fulham, and Burnley. I think I think I'm willing to give it that because I do value my strikers getting mm. chances. At least he's get it's, it's infuriating to watch. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like it was holding Darwin last year for for a few weeks, maybe a bit longer in my case. And but they are getting the chances. I think Chelsea obviously had a bit of an off day on on Saturday. They they created a bit. They just maybe didn't create enough clear cut chances. Um, but where do you go from Jackson if you do want to sell him? And I mean, do you go for somebody like Alvarez, even though you know Champions yeah. League? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess they've got Champions League kicking him, but mm. he does seem like he's going to start most games without the boy in there at the yeah. moment. So he's an option, I suppose. Somebody like Awanihi, um but yeah, I, I'm, go- I'm probably going to keep the faith a bit longer. But um, it sounds to me like you're you're potentially thinking of getting him out, Joe. Of get what? Of, sorry, of getting Jackson out. Oh, Jackson, yeah. I, I've, you, ne- I've never gone in. 
Oh, yeah, it's in the oh, it's in the no, you start. No, with, no. Uh, you start with Pedro, then you move to. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, for later. Ferguson. Well, I, no, let's bring it in now. I mean, I moved yeah. to Evan Ferguson. So, um, yeah, well, and yeah. and now, Tom, are you familiar with the film Usual Suspects? Yeah, with... but I haven't seen that in ages. I did when I was younger. There's, there's yeah. a great line in it. What was the greatest trick the devil pulled? Convincing the world he didn't exist. And that is Evan Ferguson is Kaiser Sose. Yeah. He is the devil that, that he's... I'm, I've been I've been listening and watching content for the last week, and I've watched it in the last two days after his hat trick, and still people are saying not quite an FPL asset yet. Now I know he's no. he's, he's he's on he's on injury break um, for for Ireland at the moment. Um, I mean he walked off fine from the mat, so it doesn't look potentially serious. It could be his, his knee, so that could be an international injury. It could be um, you know it could be a bit more serious, but nevertheless um, he scored four goals already. And I mean, even there was, I saw a, a top 10. Have you got any of these top 10 scoring players? It stopped at 25. And I thought, oh, are they going to mention Evan Ferguson? Oh, no, he's on. Oh, we mentioned no, Saka, no. who's got 25 points, but we won't mention Evan Ferguson, who's got 25. He's the devil. He's convinced everyone, you, everyone. He doesn't exist. I think, um, <laughs> I think this is where sometimes um, fans get a bad rep from the club because they're sometimes too close to it. I can remember yeah. John Lundstrom when he emerged, a lot yeah. of the Sheffield United fans were saying, don't go near him, he's not nailed. Yeah. Whereas people who maybe didn't have as much knowledge against Sheffield United were like, he's 4 million, he's played him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this is why um, Brighton, for you, it's your team, Joe. You yeah. know, I mean, we obviously had a bit of a leap, didn't we, in game week three that he was going to start, which I think... We had, we, we, we had a full-on leak. Uh, Deserby yeah. said he's going he to start. He said we're going to play. So, yeah, so, so, I, I, knew, I, so that's when you made your move. So right? as a Pedro owner, I immediately thought, well, look, I'm going to get a game out of him here. I actually don't mind the fixtures. And and I thought, right, well, he's either going to start and do well. Brighton are really attacking side. So if he comes on for Welbeck at the 60th, 70th minute, I'm going to get 20 to 30 minutes out of him. In, in a very attacking side. So I'll take that. Or he doesn't show up at all. In which case I've got like, you know, like a lot of us, we've got like sub Archer. And so, so if he hadn't mm. shown up this week, I'd have got Archer's points and Archer's going to chip yeah. away, I think. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's, it's an inspired move. I just hope that this international injury mm. is exactly that. And um, you can benefit um, and get a, a bit more from him because he was obviously great on uh, mm. against Newcastle, wasn't he, on Saturday yeah. evening? But he, and but these he, are the kind of moves which I love making people make, see my people make. But I, he, I was one of the, I was one of the sheep who followed the Sterling um, crowd. Yeah. That doesn't really inspire me. It's the people who brought in players like Ferguson and so yeah. on last week. Well, that's it. That, that interests me. For, so. for me, this is it's a Chris Wood moment when Chris Wood got a haul against Wolves. I think it was. And I'll always remember that. <laughs> Although I might have got the, the, the opposition wrong. Um, but nevertheless, it's these moments you live for. But nevertheless, so Ferguson, yes. the Kaiser Sose, who's convinced everyone he doesn't exist. Third best minutes, non-penalty XGI out of all players. All players, that is. So I keep hearing these stats, other people on other content, they're saying these stats saying, oh, uh, Bomo's got the best XGI, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, well... By minutes so far. So it's the X minutes is the issue. But if he's in a really attacking side, I prefer 30 minutes for Ferguson than Jackson, who can't hit a barn door for 90 minutes. 
Um, but well, anyway. yeah, I mean, I, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of presumed he was in your team because I didn't see your team last week, Joe. So um, that's my excuse, anyway. Yeah, but yeah. Um, well, I think we can safely say you're not bringing him in. So um, should we move on to somebody else? <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. Um, um, but yes, um, Brighton and but and Brentford have the uh, best attacks this season in terms of XGI. By the way, so a Brentford player very much should be uh, on the radar. I don't have Mbomo. So there's me going, ha, 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 look at me with Ferguson. But I don't have Mbomo. So the 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 devil giveth and the, the devil giveth and taketh away. Um, uh, Watkins is next on the list. Get to your team, Aston Villa. So four chances missed, um, four big chances, all missed. Three shots on target. He's had 10 shots, nine inside the box. Good stats. But a bit like Jackson, he's missed. He's had big chances and he's missed a lot of them. With Watkins, I don't mind that because he'll get them. Mm. Or do you, as a Villa fan, see something different? Because people are getting rid of Watkins. Yeah, no, I mean, as a team, we we struggled massively on Sunday. We, I mean, it was Trent's best game of the season. Mm. And it's no surprise that when he plays well, Liverpool play well. He had a bit of a different role at the weekend. He was kind of, he looked like yeah. a bit of a centre-back at times he tucked in. But we nullified him so well last year that I think Klopp tweaked his role for this yeah. game and, and, and it really paid okay. off. It was brilliant. Um, in terms of Watkins, he had just one chance, but he didn't really see much of the ball at Liverpool. Mm. Um, he's only got one goal in his last, last 11 league games. Mm. But honestly, I'm not seeing that much wrong with the performances. No? He's still get, getting the chances. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are going to be looking at Villa in game week, game week eight, when our fixtures swing for the better, they're on a really good run then. I think people like Diaby, Alex Moreno, people will be looking at if he's fit. Um, but I think for Watkins, I think if I if I owned him, I would just hold him now because I don't think Palace at home is a bad game for him. No. Um, and then I think it's, uh, I think play Brighton and someone else. But then the good fixtures come and I think mm. people are going to be looking at Watkins then. And I honestly think a goal is, it would, I think you'll probably score in game week five. Yeah. It feels like something's coming soon. Um, he's not on international duty or anything like that, so he'll be well rested. Um, so, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's a fine hold, despite being a bit frustrating. Although he has returned in three yeah. out of four game weeks, hasn't he? So, yeah. it's, not, it's not the end of the world. Definitely. I mean, Enzo Fernandes, we've sort of mentioned him already, uh, but just for the sake of this, he's had two big chances, fluffed them both. Um, just two shots on target out of 11 shots. And I think that tells the story with him. He's um, not an attacking midfielder, but he can be attacking. And so he is yeah. being attacking in this Chelsea game. It's not a role not he's a... necessarily famous yeah. for. And, it, and the stats yeah. prove that. Lots of shots, but barely hitting the target. And, and a lot from long range as well. Yeah. You know, you can tell his position is a bit deeper. Yeah. And, and, and and as Chelsea get more desperate in games, which they have been yeah. in a few times, he's going to be shooting from range a bit more. I don't mind him for five million because he creates quite a lot of chances mm. as well. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody will be looking him, look, looking at him right now anyway. No. Uh, no. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, uh, he's had three big chances, missed two of them, uh, got a goal, uh, four shots on target, out of 13 shots. Uh, five inside the box. So similar tail, but a bit better, Enzo Fernandez, mm. um, in that he's getting a lot of shots, um, but a lot from long range as well. But we know he can put them away. Uh, I mean, you've mentioned before, you know, both have, that we're not we're not worried about him at the moment. Got a good run coming up. He's a hold. Yeah, penalties. Yeah. Set more of a prominent play on um, set pieces with Luke Shaw as well, yeah. I think. Although Eric Eriksson is in the team at the moment, but we don't know how they'll line up after the international break. So, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, he's he's definitely a hold for me. I think he'll do well over the next kind of five games. Okay, and then we've got this nice block of players that people will laugh at, but like last <laughs> week, they'll they'll score or assist. Uh, Ayu at Crystal Palace, five point five. Um, perhaps not getting the minutes. There's a bit of choice up front for Crystal Palace at the moment, um, but he's had a couple of big chances, missed them both, three pot shots on target, uh, but th- 12 shots, 11 inside the box. So that's mm-hmm. a bit better. That's what you want to see. So that indicates that the goals will come if he gets those minutes, if he can be on the pitch, um, 11 out of 12 shots all inside the box. He's just the close range guy. And that that's yeah. good. That's good. Uh, and, could, and, more, and more shots in the box than Eze as well. If you're looking down further that table, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, who, yeah. who's got the threat. But again, mm. um, the, the the big chances, what is it? Eze hasn't had yeah. any, and yeah. Ayu's had two. So, yeah, there yeah. we go. Kuna uh, Wolves again is there. Um, three big chances. Has scored uh, at one goal. Bear in mind, this table, once you score two goals, you're off the table in a good way. Which is why we're getting lots of people saying, "What about Awanyi?" Um, I guess Ferguson would be in that as well. They're not on it because they, you know, they're they're we know they're on other tables to show that they're really good at scoring. Um, mm. These are the ones, the under the radar ones. Kuna at Wolves is a classic example of that. Three shots on target, but ten shots, seven inside the box. This is good. These are good stats. Kuna, five point five, I think, is a nice enabler um, for when Wolves pitches improve. Um, Dan Juma at Everton. Um, four big chances, three of those missed, six and um, six on target, um, fourteen shots in total, nine inside the box. These are great figures uh, for him. Once yeah. again, Dan Juma, I haven't, I don't know his Premier League pedigree because he doesn't have it, but could be amazing. Well, yeah, could be I mean, awful. He, ha- he hardly played on loan at Spurs last yeah. year at all. Yeah. Um, I like him. I put him in the differentials a couple of weeks mm. ago, and it and it didn't pay off, but. He, he actually looked a bit of a threat against Sheffield mm. United. Um, he mm. got the goal. Um, I think that Everton, everybody's pretty down on them right now, but they've got Beto who's come in who, who yeah. looks like he'll be a mm. focal point for them when Calvert-Lewin yeah. isn't available. Uh-huh. They've got McNeil they got McNeil coming back. They've got Harrison coming back. Game week seven, they play Luton, and then they play Bournemouth, two mm. home games in a little block. And I think as a differential pick there, those two home fixtures... Um, mm-hmm. he could be, you know, this is a player that's done it at Champions League level before. He's not a poor player. Um, so I, I don't mind that kind of punt for a couple of weeks from, uh, I think it's game week seven. Okay. Um, uh, Eze, I mean, in, next time I mentioned him, um, hasn't missed, he's had one big chance and he hasn't uh, missed it. He scored <laughs> uh, from that. Shots on target, five. Um, 19 shots, a hell of a lot of shots but just nine inside the box. So 10, 10 shots from outside the box is a lot. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So so that indicates, you know, whilst it might look good, a lot of those shots, they, it, they're they far like, less likely to result in a goal. Uh, but nevertheless, as a, a great pick, I mean, it's a sheer shot volume. This is, yeah. this reminds me that those figures there remind me of Coutinho in Liverpool. He would put mm-hmm. put away. Sometimes he would appear on this table, and it would be something like fifteen, twenty shots. And then you would look, and it would be well under half, maybe a third in, inside the box. Most of those are long range. So, um, uh, not comparing them as as players um, as such, you know, as well, how they play, but, yeah. but 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 there is a similarity there. Yeah, they're, they're, they're central to their teams. Coutinho was at Liverpool mm. and SA is now. Sorry, I think I said before that he hadn't had a big chance. I, I was reading the wrong column. He's had one big chance. Yeah, yeah, but he scored for but, that, um, so. but yeah, and, he, and, and I think he, he obviously scored at the weekend, I mm. think with his 18th shot. Um, and, he, and he looked good in that game. He should have won a penalty in the first half. Mm. He could have scored in it. He could have scored in added time too, as well as second. Mm. 
fixtures are pretty good for Palace only with the next four. So yeah, I think if you if you kept the faith with Eze, yeah. benefited from his points against Wolves, and I would hold him now for a bit longer. I think. Um, Anthony's next on the list. I don't think people can go there. He's just been um, axed from his uh, international side for uh, yeah. uh, other reasons, and um, yeah. I, it remains to be seen whether he'll keep getting picked. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to skip over him. Um, which is, and then move on to Rashford, uh, a better Manchester United option, uh, being being sold still. Um, well, probably less so now. Now he scored, um, but the fixtures. But he certainly was ahead of the weekend. Um, three big chances, missed, missed them all. Four shots on target, but he's had fourteen shots, twelve inside the box. So this is great for because he has been playing as a centre forward, not as effective as you can see by those shots on target and getting a lot of shots inside the box. So well, we want him on the left and. As you mentioned, they, they've got striking options now. So Rashford is de- definite, definitely a hold if he's playing on the left. Yeah, absolutely. I think since he switched position back to his preferred role on the left, he's got a goal and two assists in two games. So, wow. yeah, yeah, him and him and Fernandez. I think, uh, what is it, game week six, it's Burnley, Palace, Brentford, Sheffield United. Yeah. It's a great little run, isn't it? So uh, more than happy to keep doubled up on them. Um, I mean, I mentioned uh, 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 Brighton being and Brentford being the most attacking sides in terms of expected goals um, this season. Uh, but also I noticed that Brighton are in the uh, bottom four when it comes to expected goals conceded. The fourth worst, fourth worst, I think it is around that anyway. Um, so um, I, I would lump Brighton into into that as well in terms of their defence to say that's a good fixture for the Manchester United attackers. Um, okay. Less so for the likes of Harry Maguire. They're going to have a torrid time, but um, but yeah, attackers might might do well. Um, let's move on to the assist imminent table. Okay, Enzo Fernandez is there again. He's top. Um, and this is, this is I, I like to see this. So he's doing well in the goals imminent. Huge amount of shots um, because it's not, you know, he's not a striker, so a lot's off target there. But he's 11 chances. He's taken 12 corners, five successful crosses as well. Not not bad for someone we really considered to be a defensive midfielder, really. Um, so, yeah, five million. Um, yeah, still still an option, uh, I think. Well, I think we've spoken about him uh, and, the, you know, his uh, enabler potential. Um, next name, Pascal Gross. Uh, 16 chances created. 17 corners like Evan Ferguson he's convinced us all he doesn't exist because no one's going for him um but he has scored he's had eight successful crosses he should have got at least a an assist more uh sorry at least an assist and a fifth of an assist on top of that whatever that means um he has a great record against Manchester United um and I I keep going back to I think it was a year or two ago where they Brighton lost one nil or something, three bonus points went to Pascal Gross or the losing side, and that you know when that happens, it's rare, but you know that player's had a good game. Um, but he has got a good scoring um, and assist record against Manchester United. So just just putting that out there for a differential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Jensen at Brentford, another differential. He got off the mark uh, with a goal last week. Um, eight chances, great assist potential, nine corners. Um, Brighton and Brentford, the most attacking sides at the moment. Small sample, but at the moment. Um, Jensen, only 5.4, eight chances created, nine corners, uh, a goal, seven successful crosses and an assist. People probably won't go there because maybe they've got Mbomo. Um, yeah. Maybe they don't need they don't need to as well. We've got, we've got piles of cash <laughs> floating around mm-hmm. our teams at the moment. Um, but nevertheless, um, I think he is a useful enabler. Um, they've got a tough, tough fixture coming up. Newcastle, isn't it? Game week five. 
Um, yeah, St James's Park. Yeah, and I, although may, may you know you would probably back them to score in that uh, game, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, what, so what, maybe well, maybe it's not such a bad pick. No, no, couldn't be. Yes, because if they're against Dan Burn mm. uh, and such, then uh, yes. Uh, Bruno Fernandes we mentioned as well goals imminent he's on the assist imminent as well 14 chances created um, that's a joint second on this table 14 corners uh, he has scored he has assisted he's had four successful crosses should have got an assist more over the last four um, spoken at length about him he's he's a hold and Son is next nine chances created this is, so this is slightly skewed because we he's been on the left but now as you said he's been through the through the middle um nine chances created still got according to this assist potential but that's probably mm. based on the first three rather than being as a striker so it's, it's hard to know what to judge by these probably not much but nevertheless just for sake of completing uh, it's he's had one successful cross um three goals uh not in playing in this usual role uh, and no corners um so yeah <laughs> they're pretty meaningless these stats for son because uh, they relate yeah. to a different position um, but it does show that he's rubbish at crossing. One successful cross. So he is not as effective on the left. Uh, Eze, you've spoken about 16 corners. You've spoken about his goal threat. 16 corners, 13 chances created. 10 successful crosses. Let that sink in. Son, one successful cross. Eze, 10. So very, very strong assist potential. I think could get a return out of him game week five. Kulizewski. Um, also not so good at the crossing one successful cross um, seven yeah. chances created uh, he scored pretty middling people probably just justifiably aren't going to go with Kulisevsky when you've got Son and Madison um, yeah who, exactly I think, he's, I think he's a decent player you know he showed in that first season when he came in he was um, he was yeah. excellent wasn't he yeah, yeah. but because of because of Madison's impact um and then Son at the weekend, just just nobody's going to go have you, there. Have you 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 haven't got Madison or Son, or you have one of them? No, I've got neither. Right. Um, so, oh, good. Uh, because not not good as in uh, you missed out points, but but good as in as in you, you could get one um, because they have yeah. it. it um, are you tempted to get one um, ahead of game week five, given that they have pretty bad fixtures game week six and seven? But if you were. Which one would you get, Madison or Son? Um, firstly, I don't think I don't think I will. I mean, we're saying this on mm. what the Tuesday. There's still a yeah. long way to go. Yeah. Thoughts change. If deadline day was today, I wouldn't bring a Spurs midfielder in. I'm not sure mm. if now is the right time to do it, given mm. the next three fixtures. I think last week was probably the time that if I was going to do it, it was then with the trip to Burnley, mm. um, potentially the week before that with Bournemouth. Um, if I had to pick one now, I would pick Madison, but only because of that uncertainty over Son, where we don't know if he's going to be a week-in, week week-out player who's going mm. to play through the middle. Yeah. And I think for 9.1 million, I want to know where he's going to play. Yeah. Um, if he goes back to the left and Brennan Johnson goes through the middle, mm. or if he decides to give Richarlison a home game to try and get his confidence up through the middle against Sheffield United... I don't want Son if he's on that left. No. He can return. He can return from there, of course. Mm. You know, he could he could get a brace. He could get a hat trick. But but generally, I think from what we've seen so far, we want him through the middle. And because yeah. there are no guarantees about that at the moment, I would prefer to leave it for a few weeks and then look at it again in game week eight. Mm. And if he's played three games through the middle there and he's ticking along, then I'd be happy to move then. Madison's just a really good pick, isn't he? Yeah. He's just delivering like yeah. week in, week out. You know what he's going to play. He's, 
even when Spurs play badly, um, which might not be that often this season, mm. they're looking great. But when they do, he's the kind of player who's going to be central to something that they do. do. Yeah. He's going to release a counter-attack and get an assist. He's going to do a set piece or something like that. So, um, yeah, I still think I'd put Madison a little bit ahead, but um, that's only because of the uncertainty over Son's role. If he's playing through the middle all the time, probably elevate, uh, elevate him up above Madison. Right. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I went for Madison game week mm. one, but he was, it wasn't like my game week one choice, you know, all throughout the summer. And it was mainly, I think it was Jesus's injury. Um, it was yeah. something around that. And I just realised I could spend a tiny bit more in midfield. So I went up from like a Mumbomo or Matoma and went up to him. Um, yeah. So ultimately, it probably hasn't actually made me much points because I've probably missed out on Mumbomo's points for that. But nevertheless, I, yes, I'm very oh, happy. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, very, I'm very, I'm very happy with him because I did, I did think he would oh. just be central. Like yeah. if, like with Kane last year, if Spurs play badly, I know that Kane will play well. And even if Spurs, which they're not, they're really good this season as an attacking unit. But even if they did, I knew that Madison would get me some, you know, with those yeah, free kicks or just, just you yeah. know, unleash a great goal from somewhere. Um, I'm going to skip Anthony um, and we'll move to Saka. So Saka's uh, goal potential uh, but that um, we know about um, should be still on penalties. But, um, uh, yeah. but he's had 17 corners. Uh, 14 chances created, uh, two goals. I mean, 17 corners is huge. The same as Pascal Gross. So that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, two goals so far, eight successful crosses. So he's good at crossing. Uh, he's got the goals. Um, you know, he should be on penalties. Um, I think Arsenal were awarded a penalty last... No, sorry, they were awarded a penalty. Then it was overturned by VAR. Um, Odegaard was holding it, which you, you, your heart was probably in your mouth then, as, as someone who just removed him. Uh, thought, oh, huge haul here. But my feeling is that because he's the captain, he would have held it anyway and passed it to the player taking the penalty. Is that your feeling? Or <laughs> just being a desperate sacker owner? I, th- I, I don't know. Uh, I thought if they were going to get a penalty in that game, Odegaard was going to take it just okay. because of how well he was playing, how confident he looked. Right. He had got the goal already early in the game. And I, was, and I was thinking as a, a very scared seller mm. that this could come back and really burn me because yeah. if he would have scored another, it would have been a huge haul. That was my feeling. It's not based on me knowing. I've got no idea what was. Mm. He could have held the ball to the last minute to take the pressure off Saka, yeah, yeah. Who, scored, who scored the last one and yeah. did it. I, and maybe it was just the fact that I'd sold him that I felt more inclined to say, oh, <laughs> I was going to take it. Yeah. Just because I was really thinking yeah. about it a lot yeah. during that game. Yeah. Um, but is still a nice pick. I mean, he got the assist yeah. in the corner for Rice's winner, didn't he, yeah. for the second goal. Um, he missed a really good chance of his own mm. as well, didn't mm. he, when he just put yeah. it straight at Onana. Um, so, uh, yeah, if that would have gone in, then you're talking double digits for Saka. So uh, I think he's a good pick still. He's still, I think it's really close between him and Odegaard. But I still think with the fact that he's taken a couple of penalties and Odegaard's just taken the one or two of the last three yeah. take, Saka's taken, I maybe just a little bit ahead. But both nice picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to keep um, Saka. I know the fixtures aren't great, but that's why I moved Martinelli because I, di- I didn't fancy double Arsenal. Um, mm. and uh, uh, but um, yeah, I think Saka's the best one. Um, next name, Trippier, last name on this list, Trippier. Um, he this is very similar stats to last season, so 10 yeah. chances created that's great, 13 corners, great, that's what you want on this table. Um, no goals, 10 successful crosses, brilliant, he's great at crossing, and he's got the likes of Isaac and Wilson there, so um, you know, and, and attacking midfielders, so this is all good, but then you look at the expected assists delta, this is what. 
he should have got. So no assists there. And they feel he should have got over four games, about half an assist. So he's not. So considering Enzo Fernandez is on well over an, uh, one, one assist above what he got, which is nothing. Um, and same with Pascal Gross um, should have got an assist, you know, at least an assist. Trippier is way down. And this is what he was last season. Sometimes when he hadn't assisted for a long time, because once you get once you get more than one assist, you're off this table in a good way. He w- didn't appear on this table because the expected stats felt that they weren't big enough chances um, for whatever reason. And so it's interesting to see him on here. It's the it's it's the start of us being interested in him, though, isn't it? They have Brentford, but then they have good fix, very good fixtures after that next. So um, Trippier, I've got in the back of my mind, I might get him. That's why I've got a bit of money in the bank. Diaz to Trippier, something like that. Um, uh, but I, st- I want to see a bit more. I want to see these strong stats translate into what they did for a lot of last season in like huge returns, huge bonus points, you know, massive uh, returns. So I don't know. Are you, are you tempted by Trippier soon? I've kind of been looking at him. I've got a few concerns, probably a bit like you, Joe. Mm. I think that, these stats are obviously going to be good for bonus when Newcastle mm. keep a clean sheet. Yeah. He doesn't necessarily have to get an assist because he's creating that many yeah. chances. Mm. They don't take into account the quality of the, the chances. Yeah. Did he create a chance? Yes, good yeah. for bonus. So that's really good. So if Newcastle keep a clean sheet, I think like last year, you know, whenever they did bonus, but Trippier was getting two or three bonus depending on the scoreline, mm. even if he didn't get an assist. So that's really good. They haven't, they haven't kept a clean sheet yet, Newcastle, have they? But they've had a really tough run yeah. and um, they haven't conceded many big chances in that. So I think that they're, they're still OK defensively. Yeah. It's just the Champions League, which mm. is a bit of a concern for me, which starts after game week five. Yeah. They've got to play AC Milan first. Then they've got to play PSG. These are big games. You've got Livramento there who's been brought in, who's going to play some minutes. And I worry that is Trippier going to play in those Champions League ones Mm. and maybe sit out? I'm not saying he's going to get dropped all the time, but will he sit out one of those really good home fixtures, which you want him for? Because you'll be gutted if he does, uh, because that's what we're bringing him in for. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm thinking it through, but I am kind of, my last thought was that maybe Fabian Shah or Cher would be better at five million because he's got well, he's appeared on these tables the yeah. gold ones quite a yeah. bit before you know him mean, he is a yeah. threat from set pieces mm-hmm. and botman if he was fit then you get he's the cheaper one he's the mm-hmm. 4.5 million room mm-hmm. into that defense so i'm thinking do i need to spend 6.5 on trippier mm-hmm. um and i'm not sure i do at the moment but uh i don't think i'm going to make the move before brentford okay so I think it will be game week six if I do. So I've yeah. got a bit longer to monitor it, see what happens in that Champions yeah. League game and then decide. Uh, yeah, definitely. I do have, uh, we've got some, a lot of questions already in the in the chat about Newcastle assets. We'll come to those in a bit. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do now is we'll, we'll look at our team, just see how we got on in game week four, just briefly, and just to get our early thoughts of what we're going to do. There's no point us putting our game week five team up because it's just going to change. 
um, well, you know, depending on injuries and our thoughts will probably change as well during the week as well. We'll do that next week. We'll have goals imminent back in next week. We'll have more stats and we'll have a bit more firm idea of what we're going to be doing game week five. So we'll, we'll give our early thoughts. Um, a couple of people were asking about, well, actually one person was asking about our ranks on here. We don't do that on this show yeah. um, because okay. uh, it's irrelevant <laughs> uh, at the moment. Uh, the only rank that matters is game week 38. Uh, it's also irrelevant um, because if we got really bad ranks, you might, turn on this thing if you don't know us and go oh my god look at these guys they've got awful ranks on here um but um if you do want to know our ranks uh me and tom have got 15 uh top 10k finishes between us so uh put that in your pipe and smoke it <laughs> i mean i don't i don't mind i mean i think i think i'm about 300k this year i think yeah. i'm I think not about, <laughs> yeah i'm about six no, but it doesn't yeah but yeah. i bet i bet if you look at the points difference between oh, us yeah you know, I bet it's like 20, maybe even less than that. Yeah, it it might be 15 or 20 points. It's an Evan Ferguson. Yeah. I, I, game week four, I'm, isn't it? I'm so. 600k or something. And, yeah, but it doesn't matter. And, yeah, and, and, I, and I'm an Evan Ferguson hat-trick away from being two and a half million. And, and, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly, I mean, that's hardly yeah. anything. That's like 17 points, but massive. So yeah, it's, 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 people put their ranks on the screen at this stage of the season. Yeah, I don't really yeah. see them. It's the kind of thing which, fair enough, some yeah. people, they hear us talking and they probably want to think, yeah, yeah. well, do, do they know what they're talking about? Mm. Not always, no, but most of the time, hopefully, I'm going to offer some, some, yeah. something good. Um, and But yeah, ranks and stuff, maybe yeah. kind of once you get to 10, 12, I don't know. But yeah. this show hasn't really been about that. No, no. It's more about discussing the players yeah, rather exactly. than focusing yeah, too exactly. much on our own teams. We, we, we put them on, people, people like to see what teams were doing. And, it, you know, it gives us a chance mm-hmm. to have a chat about, you know, players we're considering yeah. uh, Rowan asked how many uh, top 10k finishes have we got in the last four years uh, well, I got one last year Rowan so um, put that All in your right. pipe and smoke it as well um, okay Camzy's just joined us in the live chat welcome welcome <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. so uh, put your questions in the live chat we'll go have a look at Tom's team Tom how did you get on in game week four um, so so weak I got okay. 73 points I think um if you can see it up on the screen now, I won't go through it all, but I got Bodogi's assist at the back. Saka got the assist. Um, Mbomo got the late goal. Rashford got the goal. And Haaland obviously mm-hmm. went crazy at the Etihad. A um, few points on the bench through Archer, but I was never really going to play Archer. And I'm just happy to have him there, to be honest, in case okay. I need him now. I've probably got the best 4.5 in the well, easily the best 4.5 in the game now. Yeah. He's ready, ready to come in if, we need, if need be. Right. Yeah, I know. Just see that twelve points there, and he's four point five. Mm. Ooh, I'm getting, I'm getting Kane four point five tingles. Uh, with that's just amazing. Uh, yeah, he's going to play. He's going to be. Um, he played with McBurney at the weekend, mm. didn't he? And uh, yeah, he'll 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 do okay there. I think and mm. he'll tick along. And if you yeah. need him for those good home games like the Everton one was, you, he's there, and it's quite yeah. nice to know that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I suppose Sterling was the one which disappointed me, but. Mm. I think, I mean, people say, oh, you're just reacting to the Luton game. Well, yeah, a little bit. But I actually wrote a report on the West Ham game before that. And I actually talked about him a lot in that. I thought he showed mm. in that game, despite yeah. the loss, that there were encouraging signs um, from that. And we are dealing at the moment with, look, we haven't got much to go on. We no. go on what we can see in two or three games and mm. that's it. And then you make a decision. Mm. And it was kind of between... It was really between kind of him and Madison, I suppose. Yeah. Um, or Foden. And that, that, yeah, I wasn't. I, I did look at Foden. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't. I wasn't quite as mm. high on him as I was the other two. 
Um, and it didn't pay off, but this isn't a one game week move. This is mm. Sterling will probably stay now for the next four game weeks. So let's mm. have a look at it after that point. You know, he could, he's got good fixtures still and Sterling could quite easily outscore at Madison over the next mm. two, three game weeks. So yeah. it's, um, Madison could obviously keep ticking along too, but I, I just, I'm not going to be too harsh on myself for that decision mm. until we've let it run out and then we'll have a look at it then. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Let's get great, great team. Uh, you've got Umbomo, which I still don't have, um, which is, which I feel silly for. <laughs> um, but nevertheless, I've got no, wow. uh, well, put my team up in a set, but I've got no one I want to move for, um, for him. Um, possibly Sterling. Um, but no, I, 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 same, I had the same thought process with you with Sterling. I thought he has been good so far this season without perhaps getting the returns. He did get those returns, but I didn't get him for those returns. I got him, because he's got good fixtures and he, he seemed like the one to get. And I did, as I've said earlier, I'm not keen on Jackson at all because mm. I don't I don't know. But Sterling has that FPL pedigree. So we know that if he can turn it on, then he can really turn it on and he can get some huge hauls, which he has done. So yeah. I think he's a good pick. Yeah, it was between Sterling and Foden for me. Um, but Sterling just got the edge. I've got a bit more points with Foden. Um, obviously, Harland great. Archer, I mean, I, I put a thing up on social media about Archer saying who actually fielded him. Um, mm. And it got quite a few people saying they did. Um, yeah. it, it didn't cross my mind. Maybe a flicker, faint flicker across my mind as I was preparing for game week four. So very well done, those that did, because they backed yeah. him to play and the backed him to do well. Um, I'm, he's going to, it's first sub for me now. Um, yeah. poss- possibly I might field him. I mean, Against anyone, he can score. I think he can nick a goal. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, yeah. I, I, if you if you're looking to wild card now and you're looking to set up a sort of three five two four four two something structure, Archer is hands down the best because it's rare we get a four point five starting um, striker who's actually good as well. Um, um, so yeah, um, what's your thoughts? Early thoughts for next week? Just hold or. No, I've got two free transfers. Oh. So, uh, and I've got 1.3 million in the bank after selling Odegaard wow. for Sterling last week. So there's a bit of flexibility there. I suppose I haven't really started looking at specific players. I've more been, what I've been looking at is fixture swings just mm. over the next few weeks mm. and the, the teams which I want to be moving towards. So, Game week six is when Newcastle's fixtures turn and Man United's gets really good then as well. And mm-hmm. I've already got three United. Yeah. So finding a way into maybe a Newcastle defender or if I want to take a punt on an attacker, game mm-hmm. week six. Game week eight, a bit further down the line, is when Villa and Tottenham's fixtures really mm-hmm. get better. Mm-hmm. When Arsenal's turn for the worse. Um, and then I think in game week nine, Liverpool's get good and Chelsea's are bad, but I'm my mm-hmm. wild card around yeah. about then. So I'm just kind of looking at fixture swings getting an idea of who I could possibly bring out. bring out. So like in game week eight, for instance, yeah. I could take, I think I could take out Saliba and Saka okay. and then maybe move for somebody like Alex Moreno if he's fit mm-hmm. and, um, and a Madison or something like that. So, yeah, not not really. I mean, with two free transfers, I, I was a bit worried about Onana with, with United, with the, the mm. injuries at the back that mm. they've got at the moment with Varane. Martinez limped off at the weekend. Um, Luke Shaw's out, Lindelof came out too. Now, I think that was just illness, but that set the alarm bells ringing a little bit. And I did kind of think you could move to Nick Pope 
mm. um, in goal, but it's yeah. a lot of money to spend on the Newcastle defence. But with Champions League, he might be the best because he's going to play yeah. every game, isn't yeah. he? And so I did have that kind of cross through my mind. Fabian shared it mm. as well. But yeah, I'm not, not, not. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. No Spurs at home against Sheffield United is maybe a bit of a concern. Yeah. But but it's but like yeah. who who I mean I mean yeah exactly it's a great sign. I mean uh, Gay he is doing well for Palace. Chilwell. I mean I, I know they didn't do so well this this week, but Chilwell he's not mm. a remove. I'm not selling a, a doggy. No. He's not a remove. A Stupanan. No. You got I guess maybe Saliba could go. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind the Everton fixture, but yeah, he could. Um, a stupid and I'm tempted. To, I kept him last week, and I, I think I got Bournemouth in game week six. So I'm tempted to hold him now. And Brighton's fixtures get really good in ten, and he's at the price where you yeah. can kind of just leave him there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he was close to a clean sheet on Saturday, wasn't mm-hmm. he against yeah. Newcastle? So he, he's playable in those some of those tougher games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, maybe Gay he could go. I mean, Palace dis- really wanted to. I brought him in for these type of fixtures on Sunday at home against Wolves. Yeah. And I really needed a clean sheet for a sheet for them. And yeah. they kind of, they've, yeah. they, they've conceded too. So maybe I could move him on to a Newcastle defender. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Odin, not the Odin, I think in the live chat said, uh, well, I hope not. Well, it could be. Hello, sir. If it is, um, Wolves just scored twice. Um, could be deadly on counter-attack against Liverpool and playing Luton afterwards. Um, yeah, Wolves are actually. Um, so we mentioned in the goals and assists imminent, Kuna, for example, could could be a handy little enabler there. But it's tricky at the moment because there's so many players. Because without spending money on these premiums, um, we, we can have loads of good players. And yeah, yeah. I mean, in a, yeah, your team here. So I'll just just uh, just remind people who are listening again. You have got Gahey, Chilwell, the doggy. Um, and then you've got Saka, Sterling, and Bomo, Fernandez, Rashford, Jackson, and Harland up front, Archer on the bench, Anana as well there, and a Stupanan and Saliba. So lots of players there, lots of choice, lots of good players, lots of tough choices, and two free transfers. It's hard to use them this season, but um, clearly people can't wait to use them at the beginning of the international break. Um, okay, um, let's have a look at my team. Um, remember, keep keep those uh, questions coming in the live chat. We'll, we'll address those in a sec. Um, so last week I had uh, a Nana and I, w- I was going to play Turner, but I had cold feet on that one. And Turner got five points and Nana nothing. Uh, Diaz, he, he's a new recruit since I was last on the show. Chilwell. Uh, I've, I've decided to field uh, Henry over um, uh, Estupanan, uh, which cost me a point. Um, but I, I, I still, you know, apart from... I, I still think that was good. I thought Newcastle would score. Um, I didn't think it would be leave it so late, um, but I did, I did back the Brentford defence there. So I'm okay with that. Madison, uh, seven points usual there. Rashford, seven points. That's starting to be usual, hopefully. Fernandez blank, Saka um, and Sterling blank. So Saka got me some points. Ferguson obviously got me 17 points, which was the difference between an awful game week and, a, and an okay one. Uh, Harland captain, as usual. And Archer on the bench. Uh, Bayer as well at Burnley. I'm, not, I'm pleased to see that he's back. Only a mi- minus one, um, but tough game. Um, and uh, so my early thoughts for next week is, is to hold. Ferguson is injured at the moment on international duty. He was walking fine. He was certainly walking quite happily carrying the match ball with him after the Newcastle game. Um, but it was an injury to his knee was picked up by the uh, Ireland's uh, international uh, medical team. 
Um, so he's been sent back. Um, so that could be a very, very minor thing, enough to keep him out of the internationals, and he could be back all fine against Manchester United. Welbeck, as far as we know, is still injured, but might be back. Ferguson might not be risked. So um, there is a risk that Ferguson won't play. Um, I will take 20 or 30 minutes of Ferguson um, against Manchester United, especially if Harry Maguire comes on last 30 minutes. Um, so I'm happy with that, but I will be keeping a close eye on the, the team news um, next week uh, on that one. Um, it won't be me, by the way. It'll be uh, David, I think, uh, because um, I'm, I'm off that day um, for that day for, uh, for the team news. But um, so I would probably I might just field Archer if uh, Ferguson's definitely out. Um, if Ferguson's out for a long time, I've got the money to just upgrade him to Alvarez. But I think Alvarez is playing, as I said, like practically on the moon or something in Bolivia. So it's quite high altitude. I'm not, not yeah. sure. Some, someone may remind me in the live chat about that. So I'm not sure. So there's lots up in the air there, um, but pretty happy. A stupid Anna will play over Henry, by the way. Um, and I'm going to play Turner over Anana because I fancy the Brighton are attack. You, are you going to play a stupid Anna, are you? Yeah, I'm uh, going to play a stupid uh for attacking returns. And if he gets a clean sheet, great but mainly for attacking returns. I, I see him more as a winger um, for this type of game. Uh, Turner over Anana. I just think there's going to be goals in there. Um, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah, I think just going back to your Alvarez point, Argentina play Ecuador, oh, right. uh, and, then they, and then they go to Bolivia. That's it. Uh, on, yeah. on Tuesday, the 12th of September, which says uh, nine o'clock here, which I presume is... Yeah. Okay. Okay, to you. Okay, so no, that that main that, so, yeah. that um and it's it's away to West Ham. It's not a fixture. It's not like yeah. a home game against Fulham. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if it's a sort of get Alvarez in type game. So I think I'd like to just hold. I, th- I feel the bench is enough mm-hmm. there. I feel with Henry and Archer and Bayer on the bench. I think there's enough there to um to cover me. Uh, it's very yeah. rare you get down to three subs, especially this time mm. of the season. Um, there um we have had some questions in the live chat which is great um so let's have a look uh i'll uh scroll up and see any questions there. so yeah lots of questions earlier about wilson uh nevis thoughts on a wilson punt um yeah nevis um very very interested to know what we think there um i think he's a really good punt i think if i was to make any move i don't even i haven't even looked at his price um i presume he started wilson yeah i presume he started at eight uh, 7.8 now. He's 7.8 now. So uh, I, uh, it would be two moves for me, but I can easily do that in two moves. Um, and it would depend on Ferguson. I mean, I don't really want to get rid of any of my strikers at the moment, but say Ferguson is injured. Wilson interests me. And he interests me because he's bang on it. <laughs> he's a goal scorer. He's got that FPL pedigree, plays for an attacking side with Champions League. I feel, I, especially that group, I can't see anyone but Isaac starting in the Champions League in those matches because they are they're tough, tough, tough. Um, Brighton's ones are tough as well in Champions. I thought it was a Champions League. I thought we'd been elevated to the Champions League when I saw playing Ajax and Marseille. But mm-hmm. um, Newcastle, they've taken it another level. They've they've got a really tough group. They've got the toughest group. So um, I think Isaac will play. I think Wilson will get will get minutes, significant minutes around that time. I think he will be the player that is going to score a hat-trick, that type of player, he's going to haul, I think. I don't know where you... Yeah, you I, 
Yeah, I mean, it, it carries risk, doesn't it? Because they've been eating, well, Isak's been the preferred starter so far, but Wilson has been eating into his game yeah. time. You know, he's been mm. coming on 70 minutes or so, around about um, a bit earlier than that in some cases, I think. But yeah, you would, Isak feels like the first choice for the chat. For, so you would expect him to play yeah. AC Milan. You would expect yeah. him to play PSG. And if he's doing that, then Wilson is probably going to start most of the Premier League games yeah. in and around that. Yeah. They've also got they've also got a League Cup game against Manchester City thrown in the middle of this nice fixture. Yeah. And so yeah. they've got some really big cup games. Um yeah, I mean I would probably ask the Newcastle fans which mm. like Neil in the office yeah, and yeah. Mark and things like that. And if they're if they're confident that Wilson's gonna get enough minutes, I think he's a great pick because we saw yeah. what he could do at the tail end of last year, didn't we? Yeah. Off limited minutes as well. Um so if he is starting those games against Sheffield United against Burnley, brilliant pick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I think he's great. I think he's like if I yeah, I'm, I might I might even do that because I might end up saving a transfer and then the following week. So Newcastle have uh, obviously Brentford next game week five, but then Sheffield United away, Burnley at home, and West Ham um, away. <laughs> West Ham away. That's Wilson's game. Doesn't he always he get a hat trick against them? Okay. He very well against them. He's it's, spoken about Eddie Howe spoke about it before about yeah. what he started with Wilson. He actually said yeah. because he loves to play West Ham. Okay. So that, um, I think we're all kind of uh, kind of thinking. Well, that 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 could be something which comes off because we know what yeah. he can do, but but it, it carries risk for yeah. sure because Isak could. We don't know what Howe's got planned. He could choose to play Wilson. He might think against AC Milan or PSG, that's a game for Wilson. So it's, it's hard. But if he does get the minutes in the Premier League, I'm sure he'll do well. Well, I mean, for me, as a, as a Ferguson owner, for example, Brighton have uh, Manchester United and Bournemouth, a couple of easy defences. And then Aston Villa, that's tough, away. Uh, and then Liverpool. <laughs> I what you were going to say. Uh, no, I was going to be complimentary. Aston Villa, that's a tough game. Going to Aston Villa and then Liverpool um, uh, um, away there. Sorry, it's at home. Um, yeah, it's away. And then yeah. at home to Liverpool. There. I mean, I would yeah. expect that to be certainly tougher than the game uh, Brighton uh, won yeah. quite easily last season. So I think that would be tougher. Ooh. That, for me, could be a Ferguson to Wilson move mm. um, there. Yeah. Uh, or possibly an Archer one. I don't know. I mean, I yeah. The more I'm talking about it now, the more I'm getting all wilson And the good thing is... Um, if you were to make that move in game week six, yeah, we'll have, we'll have seen the first Champions League game yeah. against AC Milan. If Isak's yeah. completed the 90 minutes in that and Wilson's got 10 off the bench and come on for one of the wingers or something like that, that might give you that bit more confidence then to yeah. um, make, make that move. You'll yeah. have that much more information. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, so fans are making early transfers and price rises. He plays Sheffield United in game week six. If he does start and haul in that game, he will be that week's Son, that week's Sterling. You know, he'll be the player that everyone want to get in, um, including me. <laughs> so uh, don't get him in early. <laughs> I want his price to stay low. Um, okay, um, let's have a look at some more questions there. Um, uh, Spurs. Uh, something not complimentary about Eze being a bit like Zaha. Um, uh, <laughs> keep doing down. Uh, ah, just popped in to congratulate Joe on the Evans Ferguson pick. Well, don't congratulate me yet because he's injured, and I've already talked about wow, lots of other strikers. Got the points. I'll take them around. Uh, that's from mm-hmm. Camzy. Michael Brooker. Um, oh, he's just uh, looking forward to me getting a, a Brighton 
uh, Europa League shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm 51, so it's not the... It's not, <laughs> whilst people in their 50s think it's a good look wearing a football shirt that are designed for 20-year-olds, it's not a good look. Um, well, I, 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 I buy them all, but I, I buy them with my son. I buy them for my son, so I still get to buy them. I still get to get the Abbey on the exactly. back of the shirt, but I give them to him. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, right, okay. Um, right, we're starting to get some more questions now. So, um, play Isaac or Mbomo in the next fixture, says Charlie. So he's got that choice there. Um, they play each other. That's tough, isn't it? Surely there's someone else to bench. I'm just playing both. Yeah, um, I'll try and play them both for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Look at the look at the international minutes. I presume Isak's away with Sweden. I find it hard to bench Bomo at the moment, to be honest, because he's just like that. That game, you could see yeah. Brentford causing problems on the counter attack yeah. with with yeah. Wizard and Sade and players like that, and you know the pace. Yeah. Um, after watching the Brighton Newcastle game at the weekend, I'd maybe edge towards him because he's going to be a 90 minute man as well yeah. on Bomo whereas Isak even if he starts that game will probably get 70 I think yeah. they're both good picks though like you say so yeah. maybe try and find a way to start them both yeah I mean um, Bomo I'm I'm scared <laughs> so no 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 um do that turn he did for the, his goal um it was mm, incredible yeah. it was really skillful uh, I've, I've mm. slowed it down a bit and it's still really skillful um Jam Rubes <laughs> asks uh Sabozlai is a name never mentioned I suppose people can't pronounce it but uh, uh but he's uh, bah, bah, bah. Uh, no, he, he was in the uh, <laughs> he was in the dif- he was in the differential there picks we on go. scout in game week two there so we, we go like him we like him a lot but, yeah Jam, um, Jam Rubes backs that up um backs up the fact you mentioned him um by oh, saying okay. um well I've just said that I've you know I've been kind to Jam Rubes um Tom mentioned him earlier. Uh, he plays yeah. 90 minutes, two returns already, only four points yeah. less than Salah. Liverpool, good run of fixtures. And he thought, well, we've already given it. Tom has already backed him. I and, like him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's an absolutely brilliant player. Now, I don't know if sometimes brilliant players, it doesn't always translate into FPL points. Mm-hmm. But I think I think he's going to he's going to tick along OK there. I don't think he's going to be explosive like maybe Luis Diaz would be or Jota yeah. would be. Jota, um, because... They can go and get two, three goals in a game. I don't think he's going to be that. I think no. he might get an assist, he might get a goal, mm. then he might blank in a week. But he's such a great player, and you get in a nailed player there, which you mm. don't get in anybody no. else apart from salaries worth buying. Mm. So, yeah, I actually looked at him a bit yeah. last week and thought that he could be he could be somebody I consider. I think he's seven million, isn't he? Yeah. So, so um, I mean, I I could consider him in game week nine. So game week nine's when. Yeah. I'll probably so wild cards or I'll certainly want mm. to invest in Liverpool. And if Salah doesn't leave the Premier League and he's still there, I'll be faced with a choice. Do I invest a lot in Salah? And I, I have not done that before last season. It was fine. Although we had Harry Kane. So um, I'll probably want to go there. But if I decided not to, so Bosley and, and or Darwin or Jota or Diaz is is a decision to be made, I think, is to get a couple of good Liverpool assets in um, who I could think, both do well. Um, I think if Salah is there in game week nine, yeah. I think he'll be popular because I think there's a run of games there where you can you can actually back him yeah. over Haaland. Mm. Um, I'm just looking, you know, in game week 10, it's dangerous backing against Haaland, but mm. he goes to Man United and Liverpool have got Forrest at home. And that might be mm-hmm. something where you think, well, yeah, I could, I could. So, so I always think with Salah, are you going to captain him? And that dictates whether it's worth the outlay. But if there's mm. two or three game weeks where you will say, I'm going to back Salah okay. over Haaland, then it, 
we can do two premiums. I mean, we've done mm. for years and years before this. People have been doing three for some people have been doing three, but two premiums is you can maneuver your squad to do that, as providing that you captain both players. Um, right. And you might do that in game week nine. Um, Donny Kong asks, is Trippier assist imminent? We have already covered that, so do scroll back. Um, we, we cover that in the assist imminent section. Um, the simple answer to that is probably not at the moment. Um, his expected assist stats are not good, but he is getting a hell of a lot of chances. So if they keep a clean sheet, his bonus potential is huge. Um, so, um, yeah, he's still a good asset, even if his assist isn't imminent. Uh, John Cahill asks, is, is Villa's defence one to target for attackers now? It's a bit harsh, isn't it? I think they're still pretty good. Well, at home we've been really good, but we play this high line. And so when you come up against good attacks, the problem it's not the problem playing the high line. It's the Liverpool at the weekend. We didn't put pressure, any pressure on the ball player. So Alexander or Arnold had the ball and just was able to ping these balls over the top for Darwin and Salah. And it was just naive defending. Mm. And it was the same way against Newcastle in game week one. Mm. So in those away games, if we're going to persist with this high line and we're going to stick with it, and you've got quick, pacey players and good enough passes of the ball to go over the top, mm. then I don't. our, our defence looks a little bit vulnerable in those games. Okay. Well, it does, well, it does. But at home, we've been very, very good mm. recently. Yeah. Um, for, well, for quite a long way, stretching back to last year. Um Maybe I'm kind of looking at our defence and thinking, well, Nicholas Jackson in mm. um, game week six, you know, that that might not be such a bad fixture for him. Players like him and Sterling. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't think we're a bad defence, but I think that it, it doesn't look great for us when we go to Newcastle and Liverpool and get absolutely hammered. Um, yeah. It's very, it's it's, it's, very, it's a hard one to call because Everton and Burnley before that we were great defensively, um, okay. but against those top tier attacks. Mm. Maybe there's a bit of a worry there. Uh, um, Lilas asks if we consider doing uh, expected goal involvement delta, which is what people should have got overall um, to see who's most imminent. Um, uh, we, that's not really the point of this show. This is to look at under the radar ones. Um, so the stats we're focusing on is it's it's if someone scored more than more than a goal, if they scored two goals or more over four game weeks, then everyone knows they're good. Um, you know, you can look at their stats and there's plenty of content on Fantasy Football Scout. I know the Scoutcast in particular do quite a lot on the sort of under and over performance overall. But what we're trying to do is to look at those sort of under the radar options, um, you know, the Wolves strikers, those types of ones, the ones that people aren't talking about. Uh, and that, that's the point of us. So, so I, hope, I hope that answers that, um, Lilas. Um, just room for a couple more, if I can find them. Um, uh, that is that. Um, uh, this is ter- terrible radio for the podcast since me going through um, I think that's it really I think I've, an- I've answered all of those a lot of them are the same sort of questions oh um, oh, Od- I'm going to end with Odin um, the Lord God of uh, Valhalla uh, what do you guys think of triple Newcastle defence from game week 6 considering all the rotation risk around Champions League I think that's a good point because a lot of the, the sort of um you know the, uh, the 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 sort of analytics um, teams I'm already seeing for coming up the period. They're starting to move towards a double or triple Newcastle yeah. defence because they do think there's going to be rotation up front, um, and uh, they they like they they back Newcastle's top four you know top four side Champions League side and good good Premier League fixtures. Um, I, I, I double 
I, Trippier and Botman doesn't. Um, in fact, I did that last season and I benched one yeah. of them, just hedging my bets a bit. <laughs> Um, but I think triples a bridge too far. I, I assume you probably wouldn't go for triple Newcastle defence. Not personally, no. I don't mind the double. I think the key to the double could be Botman. I don't know if I'd want to spend. I don't know if I'd want to go for somebody like Trippier and Share. But if you can get a four point five rating, hmm. hoping hoping maybe one of the defenders could work. But you know, triple. That's. Hmm. Um, I mean, Newcastle have kept two clean sheets in the last 22 games. Mm-hmm. So do you want to triple on? Yes, I think they've been better than those that, that stats suggest for sure. I think they've been a bit unlucky. And I can remember last time, numerous times where they conceded the odd goal. Um, but for instance, if you've got triple and you go in game week eight and Newcastle are going to West Ham, mm-hmm. um, that, that, that could be a bit of a problem yeah, yeah. there, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, um, even if Newcastle are amazing, even if West Ham a terrible um, War Prowse free kick, gone, 90th minute, clean sheet, wipe out. Yeah, that. yeah. West Ham have started pretty well, haven't yeah. they? They've got this War yeah. Prowse, they've got yeah. Bowen, Antonio's done okay. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, I mean, it depends what your wild card strategy is and thing is. If you're playing mm. a game week nine wild card and you're thinking, I'm just going to get on it and then get out yeah. of it. High risk, high reward, isn't it? I don't think I've done a triple up before. I've done double ups on loads of teams. It's a tactical light, but triple up, I'd have to be pretty confident of that defence that they were going to get two or three clean sheets in that run. I, th- I think I've worked out in the live chat why Abdullah earlier was asking everyone's ranks and our ranks because uh, it appears yeah. he's got a rank of 23k, which is very good. Um, <laughs> come, come back well, to us in game week 38, though, for that. <laughs> for no, that. That's, a, that, that's, a, that's a good start, though. So he, he's very keen on asking but, yeah. everyone in the live chat, oh, what did you get, guys? What did you get? Is 23k any good? Yes, it is really good. <laughs> but maybe not in game oh, week 38. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the international break. We'll let you off. So there's not, not much to talk yeah, about but, now. So, good, but now, a good Start. Yeah, congratulations. Um, but, but don't be don't be concerned if that's a one hundred and something k next week. It will fluctuate no. a bit. But you put yourself in a good position now, even if that happens, to mm. to, to be able to kick on. And if you make yeah. good decisions, look at fixture swings. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got the chance to have a very good and, season. And so. to to illustrate how game week thirty eight's rank is important, um, I think it was FPL Focal pointed out that at this stage last season, FPL Guns was yeah. uh 1.2 millionth in the world and he of course finished one he was the winner so um if you're you know two million one million, whatever you could still win it not too late not too late um thanks so much for that tom uh, we're back next week um hopefully um you'll have a bright shiny new mic hopefully i'll have <laughs> fixed whatever happened to my mic and um and all will be well um do do um do stay tuned to fancy football scout do subscribe um to all the videos do press that like button as well that does help us and also have a look at the membership options there uh really good stuff this is where we get a lot of our data from so because because we're members we work work there so uh we we get to mine all that information and present it to you um, but there's plenty more there do have a look at that um lots more content coming during the international break and then next week it steps up with a bit of game week five in preparation in earnest uh thanks everyone for joining us uh take care um good luck with uh game week five and uh See you next week for some more Game Week 5 prep. See you later. Thanks, Joe.